welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast. It's a podcast where a filmmaker and a comedian feel the need, the need for speed as we adventure through the 80s movies we love and love to hate. This is Top Gun, a movie selection from 1986. Send you up against the best. Yes, sir. You two characters are going to Top Gun. I feel the need. The need for speed. Five weeks, you're going to fly against the best fighter pilots in the world. You guys really are cowboys. I don't like you because you're unsafe. That's right. I am dangerous. The wild card flies by the seat of his pants. I guess when I see something, I go right after it. It takes a lot more than just fancy flying. Gentlemen, this school is without combat. There are no points for second place. Figured it out yet? What's that? Who's the best pilot? No, I think I can figure that one out on my own. Tom Cruise, Kelly McGillis. Gun. Okay, what's your history with this movie? <laughs> Not much of a history. Um, it's definitely one of those movies that I caught pretty early in life. Not as a, as a young, but as a teenager. Not as a youngling, but a teenager. Um, yeah, you? <laughs> I watched this movie so much. Like... I I have it memorized like to the point where I could sit here and pull an Adam Rini and be like, I gotta do something. I still I still I still can't believe like I know every word of it. Um, we watched it so much. Um, my dad had a, had a video production company at one point in the eighties, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so he used to edit out the VHS tapes like the sex and violence. So this movie, I didn't know there was a sex scene until I was fully an adult. Like, I thought it was just volleyball and then planes. Uh, So I've watched this movie tons and tons and tons and tons and tons. And fully expected to be like, oh, no, this is just going to be a love fest. We're going to be like, oh, my God, don't you love this? Oh, my God, don't you love that? Oh, my God, isn't this amazing? And I guess I haven't revisited it in a while. Because (laughs) I have a lot of problems with this movie. Yeah, I did not, like, enjoy, I don't know, like, if it just, like, caught me on a weird mood or if I wasn't feeling nostalgic enough. Mm -hmm. I did not enjoy watching Top Gun. Oh, wow. I had a lot of problems. So I probably enjoyed it more, but this is, yeah, this is not a love fest, Mm -hmm. you know. I'm I'm kind of, I definitely had a good time, Mm -hmm. but it was, I would, it was like, I was in liked with this movie mm-hmm. and not in love. I feel like I went into it expecting to love. Yeah. Like expecting the music's great. Like movie. the music. Fucking Kenny Loggins. Yes. Get yeah, in here. So Highway many... to the Danger Zone. Let's do it. You take my breath away. Yes. So good. Young Tom Cruise. What a delight. What a delight. Young Val Kilmer. I mean, come on. There was we even discovered a Tim Robbins in there. Tim Meg Ryan. We don't even see Tim Robbins' mouth. You we don't. 
You don't. There's a lot of Anthony Edwards. Um, great cast. Great music. Tom great, Scarrett. Amazing photography. Tony Ironside. Tony Scott knocking it out of the ballpark. It's, I mean, there are so many elements. It's Shirtless just, volleyball. It's just, the movie is a sugary confection. And sometimes it's just, you're just not in the mood for that much sugar. Yeah, it's, it's like nothing happens in this movie. <laughs> like nothing happens in this movie except they, he gets to go to a they school. They graduate a school. <laughs> and like his friend dies. Um, but okay, so many, so many things. Um, first of all, the first thing we see is them out on a training mission. Yeah, this where, movie is bookended by ex- by nameless villains. Yeah, in in MiG twenty eights. Yeah, which the Russians and the communists flew. Right. So Maverick and Goose, uh, along with their wing p- persons, mm-hmm. uh, Cougar and Merlin, uh, encounter these MiG twenty eights and have like a bit of a dogfight where no shots are fired. Right. Right. But Cougar gets freaked out because the MiG-28 gets a radar missile lock on him. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like this kid's first realization that, oh, I'm in a plane in the sky and someone else might shoot me and then I would be dead. Yeah. And then my child would be an orphan and my wife would be a widow. He's just now putting this together. So when they, like... Yeah, they didn't include that on any of the posters that you see in the background. <laughs> Nobody mentioned it in the training material. Uh, so Maverick has to go like the first time we see him like being a showboat and being like a guy who plays by his own rules mm. is he refuses to land his plane. He goes he goes back up and like his plane holds Cougar's plane's hand <laughs> and they fly down <laughs> together. So he helps his friend. That's the first thing we see him like defying in a moment where he's like mm. about to land and he goes Cougar and like jumps back up right. in the sky. And the photography is great. Like, yeah. so um, my guess is why they don't because it's it's basically assumed that the the bad guys in the MIGs are Russians, you right? Know? And they, they are faceless. Yeah. We can't even see their eyes, right? And and we never they never say Russians in the movie, or at least when they're referring to these guys, mm-hmm. it's always the, they're referring it to the jets, like the MIGs, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and my guess is that they had a lot of military cooperation in this movie because we get yes. so much amazing photography that you've that the audiences have never seen before, including two actual missiles fired. Yeah, exactly. With the permission of the United States. Exactly, Navy. and and my guess is that they didn't want to exacerbate international diplomacy and clearly say that. The bad guys are Russians. Mm-hmm. They they gave themselves the leeway because many different nations use the MiG, you know, as a as an aircraft that that it could be any of them. But yeah. there's like a little red star on their helmets. But it's the Russians. Yeah, but it's the Russians. This is basically commercial for the fucking Navy. Yeah, and so this kind of be this is kind of the prototype of like the Michael Bay movies that we see. Yes, yes, because like literally there is no plot. Um, and so, like, Cougar, like, Cougar loses it and turns in his wings. Can you just quit the Navy? Can you just be like, oh, sorry, I'm out. It's too much. Bye. Like, I'm pretty sure you can't right. do that. Anyway, so because Cougar has freaked out, uh, Maverick and Goose have earned the top spot, and they get to go to the elite fighter pilot school 
called uh called it's not called top gun but people call it top gun uh in miramar um so they go myanmar myanmar no. miramar <laughs> yeah california <laughs> you, right in san diego, yeah. san diego yeah um so they go and uh the first thing that happens when they get there is like they go to a bar because what else would you do and they the toxicity begins because they make a fucking bet that uh, Goose is married mm-hmm. to Meg Ryan, which right. don't we all wish we were in 1986. Yes. Um, and so he makes a bet with Tom Cruise that he has to uh, uh, have sex with a woman on the property of the bar in order to win $20. Garbage. This is garbage, Maverick and Goose. Um, so he pulls the whole, like, everyone knows that you've lost that loving feeling, right? It's because mm-hmm. he's identified this blonde woman, and he's going to try and win this bet. Um, so much so that, like, they have a nice, pleasant conversation, mm-hmm. and then she's like, oh, okay, like, someone better is here. Yeah. Bye, you cute little... Kelly McGillis. Kelly McGillis. Um, and she's like, she it rejects him nicely. Mm-hmm. It's a very, like, like, amiable rejection. She goes and sits down with an older guy who, spoiler alert, turns out is the real character that the uh, Viper, Tom Skerritt's character, is based on. Oh, okay. He's cool. like a real pilot hero guy mm-hmm. uh, whose name is Pete, which is why the character's name is Pete, because it wasn't that at first. Anyway, I digress. He follows her into the bathroom. Yeah, into the ladies' room. Uh-huh. Into the ladies' room. So that he can either convince her to have sex with him right there, which is what they talk about in that scene, or lie to Goose about it, mm-hmm. which ends up happening because she walks out of the room and says, like, your friend was magnificent. Mm-hmm. What is this garbage? I hate it. Okay, the next thing that happens, they go to Top Gun, right? They're sitting there. Tom Skerritt's like, you're the best of the best, but only one of you can be the best of the best of the best, and you get your name on a plaque. Isn't that exciting? Val Kilmer's there. It's mm-hmm. all very uh, square-jawed. Uh, and then, turns out, Kelly McGillis is a civilian flight instructor. Not a flight instructor. No, she's an astrophysicist and yes. a civilian, but she's also um, uh, basically their, the brains of the operation, talking about strategy and, and mm-hmm. technical aspects. Aerodynamics. Aerodynamics, yeah. Not about combat strategy, but about... The mechanics of the of the uh, of the ship. Uh, so the first thing that the ship, I just muddled everything. The Starcraft uh, information. <laughs> the Airbus airplane. Um, so the first thing he does is undermine her professionally. Um, and then, like when she then expresses per, like professional interest in hearing about his encounter with a MIG in mm-hmm. real life. Yeah, because no one's done that yet, at least with this current iteration of the MIG. And he's a dick to her. He's like, oh, well, I guess you can read about it, Little Miss Security Clearance. And it's like, what are you, what is it here? What is it? Do you want to have, do you want to be like having a more close relationship with her or do you just want to be a dick to her when she's interested in you professionally but not Mm-hmm. Romantically, it seems, and it's interesting. It's like so, you know, Iceman Val Kilmer is kind of portrayed as like the bad guy or the antagonist, but every time he's like pushing up against Tom Cruise because he's saying like Tom Cruise is unsafe. That's exactly right, and he is. <laughs> yeah. If anything, Iceman is like the hero. He is. 
<laughs> he's the hero we fucking deserve. And the hero we need right now. Yeah, they call him Iceman because he doesn't, because he stays cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's responsible. Uh-huh. And he folds his laundry. Yeah. And he's, that's like, every time he confronts Tom Cruise, he's like, you're not safe. You put people in danger. You left your wingman. Nobody wants to fly with you because you're unpredictable. And, like, we're supposed to be on Tom Cruise's side. (laughs) But we shouldn't be on Tom Cruise's side. Okay. Because here's what happens with the love story, right? So he, once again, she professionally criticizes the choice that he made in that MIG situation. Right? She's like, I understand what you did, but we're saying it's what you shouldn't do because it was unpredictable and you just got lucky. Right? Which is his brand. Um, and then he's on brand. Yeah. So he peels out in his motorcycle because he's so mad that she criticized him. Okay. <laughs> she chases him down in her convertible and like very nearly kills lots of people mm-hmm. just so that she can like confront him and be like, I, I stand by what I said. Like I'm a professional and you, you are reckless and you didn't make a right choice, but I just, I had to get out of there because I didn't want anyone to see that I'm falling for you. Right. Mm-hmm. So then, and, and then begins the sequence that your dad that I never that. saw. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they go to the bone zone. And oh my god, Tom Cruise uses a lot of tongue. It's gross, right? Yeah, it's yeah. more than once. He uses a lot. He he is full on real kissing, not movie kissing. Right. And In a lot silhouette. of tongue. Yeah. And it's like it's like you told a robot what humans do when they kiss, and he's like, with this, with the tongue, I just stick it out and bop it on her face like it's so dumb it's not sexy like i'm glad i didn't see it as a child or i'd probably have some messed up ideas about sexuality um but but he they've had a date before this right where she says five o'clock come to my house don't be late what does he decide to do go play shirtless volleyball show up late and be like stinky and be like i need to take a shower what a dick like he, it's like he has oppositional defiance okay mm-hmm. he either has oppositional defiance or he's a sociopath <laughs> which do you think it is Nathan? <laughs> i i think it's the first yeah well because yeah because he doesn't obey any of the rules like right. they say there's a hard deck he goes below the hard deck mm-hmm. they say don't leave your wingman he's gonna yeah. leave his wing he's a maverick yeah, he hates rules. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't want to be defined by them. Mm-hmm. He wants to break all of them, and that's his. You know, he's 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 trying to validate himself because right. you know he's got this long. What we learn later is that his his dad died, and he was a pilot. He was a he was a legendary pilot as well, mm-hmm. and there was a lot he wasn't told about it, and so he's. But died under mysterious circumstances. Yeah, top secret circumstances, which which Viper ends up kind of keeping him in the loop on but everybody up until this point but, has yeah. wondered if his dad was really it was a hero or a villain right, right? so he's so he's def- tom cruise's character is really defined but that he's got something to prove yeah unlike patrick swayze in roadhouse right tom cruise <laughs> is the living embodiment of having something to prove there is a lot of similarities between these two films because they both the, the love interest is both like a doctor, a blonde doctor in a white lab coat, mm-hmm. um, and then the, the, we've got one character with nothing to prove and one character with everything to prove. Yeah, well, and Goose is sort of his heart. 
Like right. Goose is his human his, connection. It's his it's his conscience. It's his reason to live like right goose Goose is the one person who's not shirtless in the uh (laughs) volleyball scene Uh because he's like he's not jacked and ripped like everyone else he's just a guy who's like who's happily married to meg ryan they're in love they've got a child like goose says at least several times like hey mav can you be cool i need this job like Mm -hmm. i have to support my family can you maybe not get us killed or fired you know and maverick's like no, I can't do that. I'm sorry. Love you, bud. No. And he and he, he gets Goose killed. Well, it's not his fault. And they determine it's not his fault. It's just an accident because the movie needed something to happen to Maverick. Mm-hmm. Right? But again, again, literally the one time this kid doesn't win. Right? He flies through a jet wash. They try to bail out on the plane. Oh, also, I thought it was really nice how, like, bald-faced the Navy is about how they care about the plane, not the pilot. They're like, that's not your plane. That's a $30 million plane. You need to land the plane. Get the plane back here. The plane, the plane, you know? Um, So he flies through a jet wash. They try to bail. Goose hits the canopy and dies. Then because one bad thing happened to him, all of a sudden... He's shell shocked. He's shell shocked. He can't do anything. He won't fly. He won't engage. He won't. He won't. He he won't. He won't. He can't. He can't. He's broken. He's broken. Meanwhile, Meg Ryan's like, "Hey, I'm the one who kind of is lost something here, but let me be emotionally available to you and let you know that like Goose loved flying with you, and he would have kept flying if he couldn't fly with you. So it's not your fault, <laughs> right? Kind of. It was that your read on it or no? Yes. What? Why are you laughing? No, it's absolutely right. Yeah. Um, and then okay, so they he he graduates anyway, and then immediately he quits, but then he doesn't quit. Yeah, which you can do at the Navy. Apparently, you can just quit anytime you want, because uh, he quits and then he doesn't quit. Like he unrings that bell, and they're like, "Well, you have enough points to graduate, so like just show up if you feel like it." <laughs> which their graduation is like at someone's house. It's like poolside. Well, did that nice. feel weird to you? It, it did a little bit, but it, it makes sense. Does it? Okay. Um, and then, like, as soon as the graduation's over, which, by the way, Iceman won. Yeah, which is a great twist. Like, Tom Cruise is not the top gun. He's not. It, and he shouldn't be. Iceman is, like, <laughs> better. Um, uh-huh. And they have to go f- fight... Yeah, so they get a they get a real so um this has all been part of the uh the the training but then they get like a real call that there's uh, an international situation they need fighters um mm-hmm. to to deal with this to like escort a ship to safety. Right. Is that right? Yeah. I was confused. At this point I was checked out. <laughs> I was at this point I was like is this what this movie is about? Right. So so basically it's the bookends of the mysterious bad guys of unknown nationality in the MIGs um, that kind of bookend the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, so we've got the everything has all been kind of training and but you've got these real life situations at the beginning and end to kind of bring everything full circle. Right. And so you've got um Iceman now working with Tom Cruise. So Tom this is kind of like the home that they start off, this aircraft mm-hmm. carrier that we saw Tom Cruise. Yeah, and Anthony Edwards operating it. And now all these other fighter pilots, because it's a, a dire situation, have to come here. Mm-hmm. Um, from So so Iceman and, and um, Hollywood and some of the other dudes 
all have to kind of work Merlin, together. Yeah, yeah. Have, have to work in a yeah. So so um, uh, Tim Robbins is now his is now um, Tom Cruise's new buddy. Yeah, his back of plane buddy. Back of plane buddy. Yeah. Yeah, um, and through the beginning of this dogfight, like Tom Cruise won't engage. He leaves Val Kilmer hanging. Like at one point, Iceman is is trying to dodge. It, is it six? Oh yeah, so it it gets real really quickly. Mm-hmm. Like there's like it it's how many good guys are there? Like four, and they shoot down one of them. Yeah, so there's like six, six Migs and the, and four of our guys. Yeah, and they immediately shoot down somebody's plane. So, so this, this is, is kind real. of like in in the story. This is kind of like um, the whole movie has been kind of almost like a, 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 a sort of like a back to school kind of movie you know yeah yeah where, where everything is it, it, everyone's trying to one-up each other your allies are actually your competition but now they're kind of returning to the real world and now it's going to be right. the real test where it's like yeah these are your brothers like these are the people that you need on your side yeah. the and people you that you've be been fighting all along are actually the people that you're fighting with yeah um but he totally leaves Iceman out there Fighting six guys by himself, right? And then at the last minute, he's like, okay, right, all right. I guess I am a fighter pilot. And he, which by the way, is so irresponsible of, of everybody who decided to send Maverick up there. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Iceman. Should, even we, should we send Maverick up? Oh, he literally me... has that conversation. Yeah. Iceman has that with the, the superior officer. Uh-huh. It's like, should we, should we really put him up there? I've got... I've got concerns. I have thoughts. And it's like, no, no, no. It'll be good for his emotional development. Let's put like a lot of people's lives at risk so that this guy can learn a, an important lesson. Mm-hmm. Eye roll. Um, but he like at the end, like he saves the day using a trick that we see in the opening scene, right? Which is like, we're going to hit the brakes and he'll fly right by. Mm-hmm. Which, sky brakes? Is that, is that a thing? Um, so they, he, they hit the brakes the bad guy flies by and he shoots them when they're in front. And that and it works. And they win. And they come home. There's great music. The music is great. Um and then like the last piece of it is like that scene where Iceman's like they're all congratulating, everybody's happy, we saved the day, and then Iceman comes in and he's like, "You." You think he's mad cuz he put his uh-huh. life in jeopardy up in the sky. But he's not mad. You're the best son of a bitch who ever flew an airplane. You can be my wingman anytime. Which is like, no, he's a terrible wingman. And the answer is like, <laughs> bullshit, you can be mine. And it's like, even that, he's trying to compliment you. Mm-hmm. And even then you're like, no, fuck you, I'm the main guy. Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. No, the last thing we see is, is Tom Cruise... I don't know if it's the last thing we see, but like he throws Goose's dog tags into the sea because mm-hmm. he's like, I gotta let you go, Goose. My journey carries <laughs> on, but yours ends here. He throws Goose's dog tags into the sea, and I'm like, Do you not think Meg Ryan wants those? Or maybe his, Meg Ryan's his son? son? Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. Uh, it's all about. So Tom this has been Cruise. another episode of the most excellent '80s movie podcast, where we took a movie that you liked and we we really didn't like it, <laughs> and we're sorry we didn't like it. But um, yeah, things, stories change, mm. people change. Mm. You can totally love this movie. There's lots to love about it. 
Where, name name all the things that we love. Let's name all the things. Okay, we love. so so yeah, it, music, right? Um, riding a motorcycle while the mm-hmm. sun sets and playing. Tony fly. Scott's direction, like it's great. I, yeah, the photography, like so comparing this uh, to like Michael Bay because there's so I feel like Michael Bay really kind of learned at the foot of like Tony Scott, the director, mm-hmm. and Tony Scott at this point really hadn't done too much. Like I mean, he Tony Scott is Ridley Scott's brother. Yes. And I mean, done a lot. I mean, he'd done tons. He'd done hundreds of commercials, and he'd done like the movie The Hunger with um, David Bowie. Um, but this was his big commercial success. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see, so l- let me let me talk just a moment about like long long lens photography. So that's, please do. So <laughs> there's like short, you know. So there's like Terry Gilliam, which does these wide lenses. Everything is distorted, and space goes on infinitely mm-hmm. and then with like long lenses you know so you, you we're talking like 85 100 millimeter lenses you know they compress everything together and this has tons and tons of like long lens photography and sometimes a lot of times it makes things really beautiful but it can also like distort space as well just like the the wide lenses mm-hmm. and and it's tough to get a sense of the geography and and if it's done poorly, especially like in action movies, it just kind of makes you it makes me like frustrated and nauseous and not get a sense of how everything relates to each other and it almost makes things less realistic and more subjective like too mm-hmm. too too subjective you know do you don't feel like you're really there like I felt like I felt like that I felt like J.J. Abrams was trying to make a Tony Scott film with like Mission Impossible three. Oh, okay. Which I really, which I really enjoyed when I saw it. When I rewatched it, it, mm-hmm. it bugged me. Okay. Um, but yeah, Tony Scott. This is the so so. No, I'm I'm more of a wide angle lens kind of person. I like like the Coen Brothers. Like they they and like Spielberg. Like they like to be inside the space and feel like you're participating in it, right? Rather than kind of like selecting these these moments um, that are very beautiful, but it's it's very kind of almost abstract, you know? And so Tony Scott, in my mind, and in, in this movie, does it as, as good as it, it gets. Mm-hmm. You know, he does a, a fantastic job and it makes me rethink my hard stance on long lens <laughs> photography. Oh, I, th- I yeah. mean, I definitely, you know, can't comment it with that technical amount of mastery, but like, <laughs> I think it looks cool. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oh, thank you for your filmmaker insight. Sure. I'm, yeah, I'm getting like off it. of my filmmaker podium. I no, s- get back on we, it. We each had... Stay very, up there, damn it. <laughs> I feel each of us had a very passionate stance in this on this episode. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad we expressed ourselves. Thank we you did. for joining us, fans. <laughs> I'm sorry if we ruined a, mo- a movie that you love. Um... Well, look, that's going to happen, man. Like, we haven't done any of the movies that are that are known to have not aged well and been problematic. Like, we haven't mm. done 16 Candles, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Everybody knows what's wrong with that. Like, we've sort of, I mean, with maybe an exception here or there, mm-hmm. like, this movie, the story just isn't it isn't modern it's it's a story for 1986. It's such a rally cry. It's such it a it's such a um... I wonder how cocktail <laughs> holds up. Uh, I bet just about as well as this. Yeah, and it's interesting, you know. It's like, um, 
It's a type of movie that doesn't get made anymore. Except for that they're making a sequel to it. 30, I'm excited. 30 years later, they're making I'm excited, a sequel. Yeah. It's called Maverick. I'm I'm excited. I'm yeah. going to see it. Like, I love Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. I love that crazy little elf. Like, I, I see his movies, and I enjoy <laughs> them, and I like him, and I am, I'm into it. Like... You, you know, I, I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. let's let's take our long yeah. lens and look at this with 2018, 2019 eyes, um, and and like be real about what what the point of this mm-hmm. movie is. And the point of this movie is to get young men to join the navy, but not follow any rules when they get there. Um, there was some fun stuff in in the like did you knows. So apparently at the real Top Gun school, there's a five dollar fine if you quote this movie. I'm sure that's that's money well spent though. Is it? <laughs> yes. I would if I was attending the, this academy, I'd hand over like twenty bucks, and it's like this is for the first four. Yeah, I'm just I need to get it out. That's why yeah. I'm here. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm here. Um, fun fact, uh, out of everybody who went up in the actual fighter jets, the only person who didn't barf was Anthony Edwards. Nice. Yeah, way to go. Uh, yes, this is, I already mentioned, Charlie's older man date at the Officers Club is the real-life Viper, Pete Pettigrew, which is a name from Harry Potter of a bad guy. Um, anyway, uh, he's a retired Navy pilot who uh, <laughs> did shoot down a MiG during the Vietnam War, and he was a technical consultant on this film. Um, Tom Cruise is shorter than Kelly McGillis. Everybody knows that. She was also older too. Yeah. You know, we, we, uh, oh, but we we've like, got negatives. Let's talk about one positive. This is a younger man, older woman romance. Yes. And she like, she's a professionally ambitious woman who gets what she wants. And I like that. Yeah. I did like that. They and I mean, if we're comparing she's Roadhouse an and, and, and Top Gun, like she's way better than the cardboard character from Roadhouse, the, the love interest. Yeah, whose like only job is to love him, then tell him she doesn't approve of his throat ripping, mm-hmm. mm. which I can't get on board with. Um, and this is a fun movie. Like for all of the quotes in Roadhouse that don't quite hit the mark, yeah. this movie is so quotable. Yeah, there are is, so many good quotes. If the ideal situation to watch Roadhouse is is beers and taco, like this movie is like nachos and pepsi and like just be outside at a barbecue like high-fiving mm-hmm. that's all you need like that it's a high five of a movie this this movie is a high five personified <laughs> um like, you know yeah the quotes are great the performances are really good mm-hmm. they're really good um just it's the story that i have a problem with mm-hmm. yeah anyway okay scale of uh one Buzz the tower, <laughs> which we didn't even talk about that uh-huh. part where he buzzes the tower and, uh, and the guy's like, I want some butts. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I love that part. Uh, negative ghost rider. The pattern is full. So how many, uh, I'm going to go with 6.5 high fives. On mm-hmm. 6.5 high, high fives. fives. 6.5. Ooh. Yeah. I want to go five. I'm going to take it right down okay. the middle and say five because what is good is the 80s of it, the nostalgia of it, the fun of it, mm-hmm. the performances. What's yeah, not this, good is that it doesn't hold up, I don't think. Yeah, and, and really at the core, it's it's an unhealthy story. It is. <laughs> the character. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. This guy I, needs yeah, to go to therapy. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, what is your deep cut recommendation? So my deep cut recommendation is, um, it's actually a YouTube video called The Art of the Kill. 
Oh. Yeah, so if you're if you're if you're into the jets, if you're into like I almost thought of doing like a flight simulator as a recommendation, but I don't know and I actually haven't done one in a long time. But if you're inter- interested in just like how freaking complex and difficult like actual dogfighting combat is, this is actually like a and it's almost and it feels like the 80s, but I think it it was made in the 90s or early 2000s or whatever, but it's it's basically like if you wanted to be in one of those classes at Top Gun, this mm-hmm. is one. This is that. So an hour long, like lesson of like an instructor, just like Viper, talking to all these other students there who are dressed like they're in Top Gun, showing them how the techniques of air to air combat work. Wow, I did like that part where they're doing like plane homework, like oh, they're yeah. having to do math, talking and, like, shop, and it's so complicated and, and understanding it, it, astrophysics yeah. and like yeah. aerodynamics and like yeah. So oh, the yeah. art of the kill. Yes, that's why the good recommendation. Nice Thank work. You. You're killing it today. Oh, <laughs> um, I want to re- my recommendation is Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. To get a fighter pilot who wants to go higher further faster uh i did just tell a different different view of life as a fighter pilot in the 90s instead of the 80s and also just to like rinse out the toxic masculinity with a refreshing minty blast of uh, a a strong female fighter pilot who like Dalton in Roadhouse, has nothing to prove, but goes on a journey through, does she need to prove herself? Does she owe it to everybody to prove herself and earn her place? Or does she get to say, no, I don't have anything to prove to you. Spoiler alert, she doesn't have anything to prove to you. She's <laughs> Captain Marvel. Um, yeah, so like, is this possibly the most I've ever like railed about <laughs> toxic masculinity? And- <laughs> yes, I, you're pretty harsh on Crocodile Dundee. I, I was. But uh, I think this might have been... But that's okay. Okay. That's all right. I don't know. We'll see. If we hey, if you disagree it's, with me. No, it's this is this is part of what the podcast is about. You mm. revisiting things that we thought were totally normal when we were young and now as an adults taking like a um a, a much more mature look at it. You know, this is something. I, I wanna know what your thoughts are on this. Okay. Okay. And if it's terrible if it's terrible, I'll cut it out. But like I feel like I love this movie quite a bit when I was a a younger person, like a, a young kid and a teenager, because like I definitely like had to see myself through the eyes of male characters. Mm-hmm. Like there just weren't the only choice of lady characters were all like Molly Ringwalds, right? And they were all right. in high school dealing with high school problems. Like I wanted to see myself as a Marty McFly, you know, as an a, adventurer. Yeah, as Maverick, as Indiana Jones. Like so I think that I didn't necessarily like I put myself in their shoes mm-hmm. instead of like as an adult stepping out of it and being and, like and Wait. i think as kids you don't necessarily understand like what the gravity is of some of the stuff that they do mm-hmm. that we're the, you know that we are picking up on you know right like making a bet to bet a woman it's just a game oh yeah i didn't even know what they were talking about like yeah. when i was a kid watching this movie it meant nothing to me yeah yeah that's like I always say that when I'm it's like showing kids movies to my kids is like well you don't know what you don't know like the stuff that yeah. goes and, over and, your head and then Tom Cruise's character being so irresponsible that it puts everyone else into danger you don't understand 
how life and death that responsibility actually is, mm-hmm. un- unless you're older. You just think it's cool, and he's the hero, yeah. like you know, like in Star Wars or something. And and um, why shouldn't he be the best? Yeah, you know, why shouldn't he do the things that us, you know, buzzing the tower? It's like <laughs> yeah. it's a thrill as an audience member, you yeah. know, to get to see that bad boy, mm-hmm. that bad boy, and we all just want to change him. But, you know, I think it is a little bit of a thrill now to finally get the opportunity to have, like, a a female Captain Marvel hero who's out there doing all the things that, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to do as, but could only see myself through the eyes of uh, Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's cool. Yeah. I don't I, think there's anything bad to say about it. I think it's good. Like, you know, you got your Top Gun. It's there. It exists. You know, it was made in 1986. It is of that era. It still exists today. you got it. Still plenty to love. Plenty to love. Uh, plenty to look at with different eyes. Anyway, end of rant. Thanks for joining us, everyone. <laughs> uh, did we do everything? I think we did. Okay. Thank you for listening. Uh, we sure do appreciate you. Thank you for liking, rating, reviewing, subscribing, mm-hmm. all that stuff. It does help. It I does mean, help. you know, it's it's not something we just say. We want this. We're hoping that people enjoy this podcast. We hope that they they dig it. You know, we're having a good time. And, and when you... Do a review. Give us a rating on iTunes or on wherever the hell this uh, this podcast is on. <laughs> it does help people who are new to the podcast explore and see that people dig it. So yeah, I did have. I have a question. I forgot. What would you want your call sign to be? Ooh. Um, hmm. Have you come up with anything? Yes. What I would want it to either be platypus because mm-hmm. they're deadly. Or hippo. hippo, also deceptively deadly. They are so deadly. So I've got deadly. stories about hippos. <laughs> I want to hear another them. episode. You could be. What do you want to be? Um, accountant. <laughs> He's got your number. Right. <laughs> you better have the receipts. The accountant is coming. Okay. Um, so, yeah. like, Thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate everything that you do. Thank you for listening. Uh, remember, when you're out there in the world, please keep the most excellent 80s movies podcast motto in mind. Be excellent to each other and be sure to listen again should you feel the need. The, the need, need for, for speed. speed. Ooh, we should go watch Speed. That's in the 90s. Dang it. <laughs>